So if 78% of the world is doing it, you need to be ready and have a strategy behind it. If you do these things, that's how you're going to get hired. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. Happy Monday, everybody. Right now, as you're listening to this, because I'm actually recording this on Friday, a little bit of movie magic there, I am at the Hashtag Sports Conference in Las Vegas. Hashtag Sports is a brand that we partner with on a lot of different initiatives. They're creators of color cohorts, which is super important, highlighting those creators who are, uh, identify as minorities. Uh, they were in the sports industry and really building up their brand and persona, which is a, an amazing program. We've been lucky to feature a lot of guests from that event, and we've been a media partner along with them. But we're going to be there in full force next week for their three-day conference, which I'm super excited about. I am going to be moderating a bunch of panels too, because you know me, I love a microphone. I am going to have a one-on-one sit-down fireside chat on the main stage with Javier Gutierrez, who is the president and CEO of the Arizona Coyotes. He and I started talking last week. We met and we talked, uh, and he is a really cool dude. So I am excited about this. I'm pumped for this conversation. I'm also hosting a panel on NFTs and Web 3.0 with the the CEO of of Slam, Les Green, and the CMO, Chief Marketing Officer of 35 Ventures, Sarah Flynn, who is 35 Ventures is Kevin Durant's big company with Boardroom, and uh, George Fiddler, who is an executive with Dapper Labs, which is one of the biggest brands in NFTs and NBA Top Shot. So that one I'm really excited about too, but I'm also a little bit intimidated because I mean, NFTs, Web 3.0, like a lot of this is really cutting edge stuff. And these are the experts in it. And I don't want to sound like an idiot. So uh, spending a lot of time doing my research, getting prepared, as you know that I will. But I'm really excited about that. If you or anyone you know are going to hashtag, please communicate with me. Talk to me. DM me on LinkedIn. Well, hit me up on LinkedIn, DM me on Twitter, uh, at Work in Sports. I want to be able to talk to people while I'm there. I'm going to bring all my podcasting equipment and do some live interviews there as well. Really excited about this event. Nice to get back out there and see people face-to-face as the first conference I've gone to since National Sports Forum in like 2019. I'm excited. Anyway, today, though, is Monday, so that means fan question. And I had this entire plan for a conversation I wanted to have back based on a question that came in, but I'm pivoting. Because this morning, I got an, uh, an email from Bill P., who is uh, our, one of our, our main contact in the sports management program at Harrison High School. And they're one of our partner programs for our sports career game plan, which if you're not familiar with, is our online professional development for the sports industry course that we provide to colleges and universities and some high schools, Harrison being one of them. We're in over 50 schools ranging from University of Florida and Ohio State and UMass and University of Cincinnati to then some really smaller schools like Finlay, Quincy, and Grand Canyon University. There's a lot that we are partnering with to help to develop the careers of people who want to work in the sports industry. And Bill messaged me this morning just saying he was sharing an article on applicant tracking systems. And he said, this is why your podcast is so great is because you give us this kind of knowledge all the time. And I was like, all right, that's awesome. Thank you, Bill. But I also thought to myself, you know what? I haven't talked about applicant tracking systems in a while. And it's super important as we apply and try to get uh, hired out there in the industry, we being the collective we, all of us. Not that I'm looking right now. I'm not. I'm very happy with where I am. I think it's important. It's an important topic. So what I want to do is I've talked about this some before, but I'm going to always take some new angles. I'm always going to bring up some new things, but really how to 
cut through the noise of the applicant tracking system, a little bit of background into what it is and how you can leverage this knowledge to your advantage. So let's step back for a second. Just think about this from a process standpoint. If you're an organization like the Boston Red Sox, who they put out a job and they're going to get a lot of applicants for it, they may get 500 applicants for a job that they put out there. An applicant tracking system is just what it sounds like. Applicants tracking system, right? It's a program that allows them to track a candidate's journey through their processes. Now, you, the consumer, the person on the other side of it, the, the wannabe employee, the job seeker, you, we all talk about it so often just in terms of that's how they filter out resumes and find who the best person is. And so you think of it like it's a piece of software that's just for filtering out resumes. Really what an applicant tracking system is, it's a guide through the entire process so that an HR representative or a talent acquisition manager or a, a hiring manager can manage the whole process of hire, like job requisition to job hire through all their stages and processes, phone calls, video interviews, note taking, sharing pieces of information across the organization. It all happens in this one applicant tracking system. But for our purposes in this conversation, we so often talk about it in the way that it filters out initial applicants. So what's happening there? Well, again, if you have 500 people applying back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, even early 2000s, individuals would be looking at resumes. The first job I got hired for out of college at CNN Sports Illustrated was a resume that I mailed to them. I mean, I'm showing how ancient I am, unfortunately, which makes me sad. The gray beard and the hair may give it away a little bit too, but nonetheless, my attitude is young. But my point is, like, I used to mail my resume to people and somebody used to look at it and, and decide whether I was a, a good person to consider for this job. That's not happening anymore. Okay, so they're getting 500 applicants in. They're usually getting sent digitally, and they have a computerized system that reads and processes the, the resumes as a first pass. And essentially, the hiring manager is setting up this program to say, here are the traits, skills, attributes, things that I need for this role. And the computer system says, great, let me go find you the best matches from the system. So knowing this helps you understand that this is why I am always stressing to you, the job seeker, that effort needs to put, be put in up front to make sure your resume is matching the demands of the job. I know it always sounds kind of boring when I say, go research job descriptions, figure out what skills are in demand, and make sure you learn them and then put them on your resume. I know it sounds boring. You want to just do the fun stuff, have a good looking resume and have it and just push it out to every single organization out there and wait for the magic to happen. But if you want to really master this process, the way to do it is to make sure that when you are applying for jobs, your skill set aligns with the job description because your job description is like your clue sheet. It's your key like you see on like the side of a map that tells you what all the little dots and lines mean. It's telling you the answers. It's saying you need these skills in order to be attractive to us. Those are the exact same filters that the hiring manager is putting into their applicant tracking system to find the right matches. So by reducing the quantity of emails and applicants you're just spreading out there and trying to focus in on the quality and making sure that you match well, you have a much, 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 much higher rate of being noticed 
asked for a phone interview, asked for a video interview, getting into that first phase. So that's the approach we want to take. So what do you do? I don't want you keyword stuffing, meaning every word that's on the re- on the job description, you just figure out a way to put in there because it's going to get you noticed. That doesn't really work. It may have in the early phases of applicant tracking systems. It doesn't anymore. The reason is the applicant tracking systems are able to read contextual information, which is crazy. This feels like the computers just are getting way too smart. I am in the fight of my life against this computer and every sale counts. So you have to put it into a bullet point and give it a use case with it rather than just a bullet point that says skills I know. Photoshop, not as powerful, right? That's not going to help you as much. So that's the first thing. Now, I'm going to say before I go any further, one of the best things about workinsports.com, there are a lot of great things, but one of my favorite things is that you can do this on our site. You can do it as a test before you actually apply. You can score your current resume against a job description. And our system, it's called iMatch, our system will give you back a score that and recommendations that says, hey, they're asking for this thing. It's very clear they want it. You don't have that mentioned there. That's a way you could improve your resume. Super smart and slick that way. So we have two real cool tools, iScore and iMatch. iScore is how you initially, when you upload your resume, how you initially match to jobs in our entire database. So the 20,000 jobs we have out there, you push in your, your general, your best case, your kind of base defense resume. And you're going to get back, you're an 86% match for this one, you're a 93% match for this one. It helps you cull down that list a little bit to understand where your best matches are to those 20,000 so you're not going through 20,000 jobs. Awesome, right? But then that next level is that iMatch technology that allows you to say, I'm, I'm really interested in this job. Can I see how my, my resume matches up against it? You do that, it gives back suggestions to say, these are things you'd want to include to be a really good, even better match if you've got these skills Go, go with this. So it helps you really refine before you apply. That's a great way to beat the system, but it's also highlighting you. It's not really, be, I think of beating the system like cheating, like we're hacking the system. That's not what we're doing. Hate this hacker crap. We're making sure you highlight the right parts of yourself and understand the demands of each role. So it's a tool to help you stand out. Use this tool because it will help you do it faster and more efficiently. Next point I want to make, though, formatting matters a lot. You should assume any time that you are submitting your resume online, not as an email or as an attachment, you are submitting it online. You're uploading it into their system. That is your trigger. That is your flag to know this is going into an applicant tracking system. If that is the case, you have to have a version of your resume, which is stripped down of all fancy formatting. So you'll see a lot of resumes that are super pretty. They've got these column bars with neat colors and they maybe have like little flower logos or other cool graphics on them or they have like a neat format where it's in different segments and boxes and columns and whatever. Sorry, that does not work for the applicant tracking system. The first thing the applicant tracking system does is it strips out all that formatting. So then it reads it left to right, just like a book. Now, think about that. If you had all these cool boxes or like little shells of content in a, in a neat pattern or columns or whatever, if you remove all that stuff and just read it left to right across the page rather than within the confines of whatever column or box you had, 
It makes no sense. It's gobbledygook. It's a mess. That's what happens to your resume. If you submit it through an applicant tracking system, any kind of online upload to a, a team system or anything like that. Now, sometimes the systems are smart enough to kind of figure it out, but why would you bank on that? Why would you bank on it being able to interpret how these words should be formed back together? I don't think you should. Now, you want to have your digital portfolio linked on your resume as well. That's a whole other subject. Actually, that's what I was going to talk about today because we had a good question on that. And I do think it's a great idea because I'm just going to tease you right now to have something other than just your LinkedIn page to really highlight who you are and what you bring to the table. And that should be embedded on your resume so that now they're seeing the the quick version, resume, one page, good bullet points, all your skills, all the applications, the data, all the thing that proves who you are. And then they can look at a digital portfolio, but we'll get into that later. But we can look at a digital portfolio and see how you come to life a little bit more. So that's a different subject. But for the applicant tracking system, this is the process that you want to use in order to make sure that your resume cuts through that noise, gets noticed, and can make the impact that you want it to. The world is going this direction. It already is. I think I saw data recently at 78% of employers. I might have that number off a little bit, but 78% of employers are using applicant tracking systems. Yeah, because it scales, it manages, it's a more efficient system. So if 78% of the world is doing it, you need to be ready and have a strategy behind it. So you can't just make one resume, set it and forget it. You're going to have to customize that based on some of the tools that we have, based on the demands of the job description, and then make sure it's formatted correctly for that applicant tracking system. If you do these things, you will get noticed. Match the jobs, have it formatted correctly. That's how you're going to get hired. So thank you, Bill, for writing in with that compliment. It made me feel really nice this morning. I do like starting that way. And again, I'm going to be at Hashtag Sports all next week. We are going to be doing a lot of podcast interviews there. I'm going to be hosting a lot of cool panels. There's going to be a lot of cool subject matter that comes out of it. If you're going to be there, hit me up. If you know somebody that's going to be there, have them hit me up. It's a great conference. Hope to see you all in Vegas because that would be pretty cool to meet a lot of you. So thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. All those kind of things, you got to realize how important it is. The more that you send out reviews, the more that you rate and subscribe, the more the higher we rank in podcast search results. And that helps us get noticed. That helps us help more people. And that's the goal here. So thank you for listening. And I'll see you next week.